Three, two, one. Welcome back, everybody. It's uh, Smag Talk. You should know that now. You've clicked the link. Uh, if you're watching YouTube, apologies. I'm wearing a sleeveless today. <laughs> and I'm in a hoodie. And we've got no one other than Mr. Mike Fox here today. So, Mike, thanks very much for coming on. No problem. Uh, re- really, really appreciate it. Uh, we're just going to go straight into this one. As I said, running's the game for you. Running's the big thing at the minute. Big time. Running's my life. It's been my life for a long, long time. It started when I was seven years of age. Like, so... Mm. I don't know any different at this stage. Like seven years of age is in you first ran at seven years of age or trained or first joined a club at seven. Oh, like, really? Yeah. So I done my school races before that, and then my parents took me a club when I was seven. So oh, right, very good. That was the start of that. Very good. So starting running at seven, that seems like because obviously I presume you were born here. Were you born now? Yeah, 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 yeah. So oh, yeah, yeah. Athletics, it wasn't massive. No, no. Well, at the start, um, was sent to a heap loads of different things, different sports that you go to your parents trying to get you into hobbies mm. Gaelic soccer hurling whatever I was sent to Irish dancing loved it <laughs> I was sent then to piano lessons which was my last wee bit that snapped with me I sent to piano lessons with a lady with one hand I don't know where that came about <laughs> or how it was and I was looking out the window at my wee brothers playing in a park on slides and swings and I was going fuck this I can't go around these sports and all these different things didn't want to do that anymore. Back to the parents. What do you mm. think? Can I go somewhere else? Sent me to running. I know it's seven. Like you shouldn't have been around a heap of sports at seven. But went to running into a wee field. Run around in circles. See who gets there. The first, last, whatever. Simple, straightforward. Yeah. No thinking required. No skill required. I'll stay here. They're delighted. You came home, passed out, slept like a baby. That'll do me. <laughs> this is, all the energy this is easy. Easy peasy. <laughs> just keep going until you're done. So that's where it kicked off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. I think that's a big thing for parents. Like, parents just want, I suppose, you want your child to be interested in sport, but the other part of it, you want the fuckers to tire themselves out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Probably why they sent me to everything. Like, me being the oldest, thinking the rest of the boys will follow suit. Like, yeah. But yeah, just, you do it. I have a child now too. Like, so that's mm-hmm. all just started for me. Like, mm-hmm. taking her to week. And what age is your child now? She will be four now in August. Like, Very good. So we Very started good. that whole crack now. Yeah. She's a drama. I'm going to take her out to the piano lessons now shortly <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's what it's all about you know what i mean and everybody should be doing it mm-hmm. everybody no. should be getting into sport like young absolutely absolutely it's a bit it's the best thing for you, you see so many different things now about like joining gyms and like all these different sports people are getting themselves into but there's no better discipline you know to train you from a young age of getting in showing up taking part are you yeah. a big fan of taking part or are you more of a competitive sort of guy nah nah they're taking part no it, look I don't know, I don't want to offend anyone here. Like, no. But you gotta, if you're taking part in these things, yeah, in my eyes, yes, it's great. There's two different, I think there's two different sides to sport. Like, mm-hmm. There's one side where for people who have maybe not done sport their whole life and then they take into it in their late teens or 20s and maybe they want to get in better shape. So for those in that end of sport, mm-hmm. it's great. You go to a marathon, there's 30,000 people. It's good to be a part of it. Yeah. Brilliant. For me, I don't see the point. Like, I don't know if that's growing up. <laughs> yeah. I not race very often. If I do race, it's a great. I'm racing there and there. Mm-hmm. I'm only going if I'm in the shape that I think I'll run a decent time or I'll win or I'll do well. Mm-hmm. Other than that, I don't see the point of it. Like, <laughs> yeah. do you know? But yeah. that's that's competitiveness. There's there's another great side to sport where just keeping you fit and healthy. Mm-hmm. Like. I think that is at the core of what sport is. It's competitiveness. Absolutely. It's like hundred percent. Don't want to be cheesy here, but like the McGregor quote is they're not here to take part. Like, yeah, they're here to take over. The whole point. Why would you get yourself into it in the first place? But that's where I think even more so now that that there's there's two complete different sides of it. Like mm-hmm. because now you're going down the line and you do you go to a marathon somewhere and you look like when I do my first marathon, some man in Uri like five stone overweight stopped me and was like, "You're doing your first marathon?" I was like, "Yeah, yeah, be no problem. I've done ten of them." 
I'm like, but I'm trying to run a certain time. You yeah. you just went and done it, you know. Yeah. So that you have to understand there is two different sides to it. Like, but mm-hmm. anyone competing is going to tell you, no, yeah, no chance. So would you say you mainly compete with yourself then? Yeah. To beat like your best time is it? Like, well, I've spent my whole life fashion? racing. Like, so I've you've gone through like trying to win county championships to Ulster championships mm-hmm. to Irish championships to onwards you know so through your whole teens and all you, you're competing against like i know you right well he beat me yeah who's that by in belfast that won the ulster title and mm-hmm. so on and so on but now as you get older you get older you get slower yeah so you forget about it like you know you start competing again right well what was my best i'll try and beat that mm-hmm. and that's weird and tell me what Jesus. was what was then what was your first because you've been doing it from a young age what was your first like what was your first win do your big win like was there like a schools cup or like a anything oh, like that? do you know i actually put a picture up last week of me and it was like so crazy it was under nine all ireland or something and i remember standing in santry a big stadium down in, in dublin standing on this big podium and it was like a one race on a saturday and one on a sunday and i'd won them both i think like under nines is mental isn't it like under, cross country is it track sort of track, track racing yeah so i remember i swear to god it's clear as day my ma standing on the side of the track so when you won the first one and then going back the next day and she made me go up onto the podium with yesterday's medal still on me <laughs> and the photograph you can see you them standing both like Michael Phelps with all the medals standing and the two poor kids beside me wearing like football kits and all it's not a pro- and I'm standing at the top like look at me I'm about to take over the world of running like with my two wee medals but that was like eight years of age like so That's and I clear as day down yeah. that track lovely summer's weekend race on a Saturday like you're like a serious athlete eight, eight what, sort of, what sort of distance is that? I think it was Ah, you didn't even do, I, I spent all my track time doing like 800s and 1500s and back then it wasn't even that far, it was like 400 and 600 uh, or something. For nine year old, like. Yeah, eight old. years of age, yeah. 600, like a marathon, yeah, like, do you know what I mean? Yeah, it actually is, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's crazy, that's crazy. So you never had that like, do you know, there's, I suppose there's like a stigma over running a lot of people would have if they've never really done for it's like an effort or like a chore, like they don't necessarily enjoy it, you personally love it, like. Love it. Like, love it. Honestly, it, and then it annoys me a wee bit sometimes because when like, when I have different people in my work and stuff and they're saying, I hate running, I hate it. And you're like, 100% they've been put through something wrong or not offending anyone. Again, the GAA background, like GAA pre-season mm. training is to make boys bulk yeah. and be sick and take them out and run them that they can't run anymore. And mm-hmm. that, nobody would enjoy running. If you asked me to do that for three days, I'd give up running for life. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a diff- there's different ways of doing it, but me, it's the best thing in the world. So what would be, it's interesting because I've been back to you like this year, what would you as a runner recommend then for like the likes of Gaelic clubs? What would be, instead of running them to make them sick, yeah. what is the sort of stuff that probably should be doing? Well, look at look at in general, man, you've put you've put 25 people, say pre-season training, 25 people out into a forest say, and you go pre-season, mm-hmm. here we go, what are we doing? 25 people are set off to do the same thing. What are we doing? 600 metres or a K rep or a mile rep or mm-hmm. a 10K run. Sure, the boy who plays corner back isn't in the same shape as the boy who plays full forward. Like, yeah. And then all of a sudden you've got this whole thing where all the wee full forwards and all the wee light guys and the midfielders are flying on, feeling great about themselves. You've got a couple of heavy set lads at the back there, mm-hmm. bad shape. You're knocking the confidence out of them. Yeah. They're feeling shit. They're walking off and going, fuck, I'm making an excuse next Sunday. I'm not going back to that crap. Mm-hmm. Look at every single GAA team. There's the boys that show up. They're always the fitter, the stronger, the boys that love it. And you've got the all wee critters that... Yeah. Like that preseason, no chance. I'm injured. I'm sore. Mm-hmm. My back sore. Running the wrong way about it. And it yeah. all comes from putting everyone at the same level, basically. Putting everyone. Well, if you've got a, a set of guys that are super fit, and then you've got the guys that aren't, well, these guys need to be doing something different than these guys. If mm-hmm. these guys are fit to run all day, what's the point in putting them out to, to run? Even? And then if yeah. the poor wee guys that are at the back and they're not as fit, well, you need to put them in. Right. I know mm-hmm. it sounds mad. You're going to run them back around all the time, but they need to be doing. 
but it's, it's longer so, stuff. It's, it's simple, like it, yeah, when you say, when you say it like that, it is simple. Like and I remember we went into the forest and like I hadn't played in a couple of years, so obviously my fitness wasn't there. But I got fucking lost. Yeah, I didn't even know where the boys were. They mm. went, they went through the forest, turned right. I couldn't see which way they went. Went left and fucking next time like. Where am I? Gone. Where am I? How does that make you feel oh, when you go you home? Feel like shit. Shite. I feel like shit. And then they're on the group chat that night saying, yeah. "Well done, mate." And you're like, yeah. "Oh, you're not coming back near that." Yeah. No, literally, that is actually is a fair point because I think a lot of them miss the trick with it. Big miss time. the trick with it, like fuck. But a lot of a lot of teams now, there is a lot of GA teams now taking guys in that have running backgrounds, mm-hmm. like you know, like mm-hmm. cross cross rangers, like they've followed out on running for years, like, and he's in training them this ten years, like, yeah. Do you know, it's a different mentality. Aye. And there's no, yeah. There's no coincidence that they're winning, you know, championships and leagues and, and stuff like that. Yeah, you're bringing everybody up. Do you know what I yeah. mean? But what the hell? Yeah, I, I don't know much about GA. Like, no, no, but it, it's just an interesting point because I think they're trying to. I I personally think the GA is very far behind in terms of their training. Like, if you look at like American sports and how like tailored you are to doing one job, like yeah. a wide receiver in American football just catches and runs. That's it. That's all you do. Yeah. Catch and run words. Yeah, like you're running, you're kicking, you're catching, you're jumping, you're. Do you know, everything has yeah. to be. You know, you have to be. But there's no sense well. behind it. Yeah. If you look at, like, if I was to go down to a Gaelic pitch, I know I'm getting into it here. If you were to go down to a Gaelic pitch at a guy at, say, 10 years of age, and one of them kicks the ball over the bar, I go, you're brilliant. And then the next one goes and kicks the ball and it goes wide, they go, well, you'll play it back because you can't kick. Why can't he kick? Yeah. Let's break it down. Let's no. look at what he's doing wrong. And that's what go, happens. No. And, and when, you, when you look at, without being cheeky towards anyone, when you stand 15 bays up and you can nearly pick out who's going to be playing forward, who's going to be playing midfield, yeah. and who's going to be playing back. Yeah. The wee heavier boys are going to be the boys playing the back end of the pitch. A big tall boy is going to be the boy put in the yeah. middle. And then the super fit boys. But then when you go to training, they're not putting more work in there, right? Well, if that's how we strong boys to play back, we'll get them in the gym pumping this and doing this. Yeah. Putting them out in the fucking forest chasing after a load of wee boys <laughs> half their weight. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse yeah. me. You have no hope. We'll yeah. not offend the GAA anymore. No, we'll not, yeah, we'll not go into the <laughs> no, anymore. No, no, no. But, uh, yeah, I just, I just thought it was interesting there, especially with coming back to it. But yeah, yeah b- back to yourself and back to the run. You physically enjoy the aspect of it. Is there like, do you think there's like a mentality wise or is it because you're doing it from a young age or? Um, probably both. Doing it from being so young, it just becomes normal. Like, and then if I come away from it, I've come away from a sport a few times. Like, mm-hmm. I've come away from a sport. I went to Australia for three years and come away three and a half stone heavier. Yeah, fat shite. <laughs> so when I come away from that, I was lost and I was like, oh god. So for a long time, I didn't have it, and then I come back and replaced it with cycling and did that for a few years. But I, honest to God, it, it is mad. I just can't understand people who don't. Yeah, and there's people now you'll see them there's loads of them they've just flipped their life around like they've they've gone to oh I'm going to do a marathon to lose weight and then all of a sudden they're hooked on it mm-hmm. How, it's do you think it's like uh, do you think it's sort of to do with you know not being good at it because obviously running for someone like as you said it can be disheartening you want to go out and run a 5k and it like takes you an hour yeah. and you're like oh fuck's sake like, yeah. do you think know, it's something to do with being good at it it puts people off the thought of it maybe I think I think it's I honestly think it's such a good sport because anybody can do it yeah anyone like there's mm. people out there and they've gone from being starting running to, because they were overweight mm. and all of a sudden you hear this story look at dave goggins like yeah do you know what i mean we all look up to him and all look how he look at the state his life was in yeah and he wanted to lose weight and this that and the other now and even in the running scene you look at him and go he's taking part in 200 mile running races mm-hmm. Like. Mm-hmm. so it's not always like look i'm overweight and i'm out of shape so i could never get to there never be there mm-hmm. there's probably a lot of cases where Right, if you're sitting on a sofa at 35 years of age and you're four stone overweight, you're not going to go, well, I think I could win Olympic gold over 5K. <laughs> you won't. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But it's for everyone. Mm-hmm. Everybody can do it and take to it. Mm-hmm. And for me, I'm literally trying to push it out down everyone's throat. Like, yeah, do you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Especially over the last year and a bit we've had, there's fuck all else to do. Like, yeah. 
go yeah. out and go do it. Do the thing. Like. All these new 5k world record holders. Yeah. <laughs> all these people have never run the right yeah, yeah. like 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, and footballers running 12 yeah. minutes. Yeah, it's, it's unreal. Yeah. What, would, what would be your typical like 5k time? What would be strong uh, 5k? My, it's just low 15 minutes. Like You're joking me. So just outside. But <laughs> that's all right. Uh, around here, maybe like, which you go and look at. You go as far as Belfast, like, there's boys are running 14 minutes, and you know, that's crazy. It's crazy, yeah. It's 15 crazy. minutes is all it, you're a good club runner at 15 minutes, like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know. And how quick, because I'd say, I would always say, like, a good five, a good 5k for anyone that doesn't really run would probably be in around, you know, five minutes a kilometer, I think, yeah. it's like a good, strong, you know, starting yeah. point. How much, like, I suppose it's different for everyone, it's a bit of a general question, but like, obviously, you're getting down to season now, we are hoping to chip seconds off oh, yeah, that yeah. time, say to drop like a minute. Or like half a minute or fifteen seconds. What sort of work are you looking to get that sort of timing down? Well, again, you're right there, right? So it depends on who it is. Yeah. You can't. I hate this whole generic uh-huh. crap where someone goes on and goes, "Yeah, you can do this in five yeah. weeks and in six weeks." How can you pump that out to ten different people? Yeah. But it depends on who it is, what the background is, what the sporting background. Did you play football, Gaelic, or whatever? Mm-hmm. But to get like it's fairly easy to get yourself from twenty five down. You can take honestly it's just consistency is it yeah and yeah. it's just time on your feet like you're not there's a lot of guys there at the minute and they'll have the crack with me when they're in with me and they'll be saying oh i'll go out on a tuesday and i do 5k and then i go on thursday and do it harder and then i go on saturday and do it harder and you're like how on earth do you think that's going to work like would you go yeah. into the gym and go right i'm just going to lift as heavy as i can every single day yeah see what happens you're going to get hurt you're going to mm-hmm. get injured and people think it's mad like to, to improve your 5ks and different things like that you need to be covering a lot of miles and a mm-hmm. lot of days like like Everybody should be out doing something every day, but if you only take it up and you're only starting it and you're training twice a week and your five K is twenty five minutes for lane, that's train three times a week, four times a week. Yeah. Without any speed work or anything, just training two more days is uh, gonna, just just get the just get the kilometers. You're gonna get, fitter, you're gonna get stronger, yeah. you're gonna get leaner. Mm-hmm. Weight'll fall off you. Yeah. And what about what about these people that are like new and run because I've heard I'm sure you've heard man excuse yourself, people not getting into running like yeah. footwear or like listen to music or just close the word all bullshit or what do you think footwear is probably a big one is it massive obviously yeah. right you can't go out running in a pair of fucking Stan Smith <laughs> Adidas there and think that you're going to be alright you know yeah. but and they're making all these footwear for that reason but there's a lot of people that get too far into it and go Jesus no they're far too expensive they're 150 quid 160 mm. quid there's brilliant shoes out there for someone starting off at 50 quid 60 mm. quid and what sort of just there is other brands available what sort of stuff should they be looking for maybe like what would be the good stuff it depends you should be going somewhere to get checked out to be like right because if I tell you to go and buy a pair of shoes it'd be brilliant for you like uh-huh. everything has to be individual to a person which it, it keeps you right like because if I tell you I run in, in these and you yeah. go right I'm going to buy them brilliant uh-huh. without being looked at or checked you could be complete opposite you could be something different you couldn't even what do you mean looked at or checked who would do that for you you go and get gait analysis done which is you go on a treadmill they have a wee look at you and be like oh god this guy's feet turn in the way as they turn out the way right, okay. you know what I mean so yeah. when they check your gait and have a look at you on a treadmill there's so many people who they'll just turn in mm-hmm. which is be like right you need a wee support shoe to bring you back out again all if you're right. not running in that all of a sudden you're supposed to be like this this is perfect and your feet are turning in all the time mm-hmm. what's going to happen you're going to cause injuries You're going and then that puts you off like yeah. four or five weeks of training you're going I'm sore every day this is mm-hmm. crap whereas if you change your footwear got the right shoes all of a sudden you'll be fine and what sort of places would do that sort of analysis for you and your feet um, is there anywhere local that would you, do that or there's a shop down in Armagh you can book in with them Armagh Sports now round here I don't know or I'm not too sure if, yeah. there, if there is anyone local uh-huh. I'm not too sure if there's anyone you know of anyone let us know because that sounds yeah. you know it benefit a lot it's of something people, I like. want to actually I yeah. want to try and do it for people uh-huh. like right now I'm 
working my own wee business on it'll build up but that's something that I think's great and I want to do myself mm-hmm. so people come in and they're like what should I be doing and blah 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 it takes a couple of minutes on a treadmill yeah. with a camera to just put it into slow motion and go like a, yeah for the rest of your life something that you know you, you know and then like. you know then if you go on to the nike website or the adidas website mm-hmm. or whatever that you go right well i need a structured shoe or a support shoe or mm-hmm. a neutral cushion shoe where m- most people will be in a neutral shoe which uh-huh. is just cushioned it's fine that's unbelievable i didn't realize there was such because you always just see it it's always so generic that's the problem the problem is you need like a shoe with a boost or a cushion or that's all you see yeah. or like because remember i was listening to Joe Rogan, we're talking about Joe Rogan before we started this. Yeah. I think it was, was it Eddie Izzard that was on with him, and he would run a lot of miles. He yeah, ran a couple yeah, of miles yeah. and stuff. But he said, uh, he was talking about the flatter your foot is in terms of like, Joe, for running yeah. would be better. And he was out in, was it Africa? Sorry, he's listening to me. Go away. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Sorry's always listening. Uh, no, but Eddie Izzard was out in Africa. And he was saying he was running and the fucking the kids there were just laughing at him because they're running barefoot beside him. Yeah. No bothers, like literally like gazelles sprinting yeah. alongside him. But do you think there's something there and we, I know we're getting into the biomechanics of it, but like right. in terms of having a flat foot, is that what's best? No. Or is it like do you think there's been like uh like evolved over time how our feet have like shaped into what a shoe is or definitely not. There's so many people again, right? And I I work in that industry with like helping people and all and then mm. I used to work in sports shops selling shoes and all as well so there's so many people and they come up with the same waffle all the time like oh I can't run that I'm flat footed and you're like what the frig where are you what does that mean like you know <laughs> you've got a flat foot so there's guys there mate go and look up some of the best athletes in the world mm-hmm. some of them have huge high arches in their feet yeah. and the normal gay run about in your real time you can't run with them feet so you couldn't do that <laughs> there's someone else a great athlete could have a completely flat foot mm-hmm it's just it's your body your makeup yeah. you shift around it like if you've got a completely flat foot well then let's put you in a shoe that has the stuff yeah, in it that's that fine you need work for you. Yeah. that's fine it'll work for you yeah that's fascinating I didn't realise there was so much in it massive in it and massive. just just your foot like is it a uh, you can remember. pronate and over pronate like yeah. so turning in and turning out like but that's that's a very simple thing if you go to the right shop they'll put you in that shoe and for the rest of your days then you'll know you'll be like okay you're running structure shoes mm-hmm. there's some guys out there that are good runners and they'll go on the website one of these big brands and look and see I love them I can't get them they're yeah. a neutral shoe I need structured shoe oh really do you know what I mean yeah. the likes of me my foot's neutral I'm fine so if uh-huh. I run in a structured shoe it pushes me out uh-huh. which I'll cause injuries in yeah. so if I if I went down to a certain outlet and picked up a pair of shoes and go there's a good pair of running shoes they're only 40 quid mm-hmm. and they're structured shoe I, I could if I didn't know and I put them on and running them, I could be throwing myself the other way. And this sort of like information, like a structured shoe, it's just as easy as what reading the box or knowing yeah, your stuff. Yeah, yeah, it'll say on the box. Like if you go and you get checked out that mm-hmm. you need a structured shoe, it'll say on the box, like of any of them. That's unbelievable. Yeah. The only thing I ever looked at on a pair of shoes was size and price. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's how that's a simple wee thing, and it sounds boring, like yeah, footwear, blah, blah, blah. But it's a simple wee thing where people mm-hmm. keep getting hurt all the time. And what sort of injuries would that cause if you didn't, you know? Well, you're right? going into it. So just from your foot onwards, like if you're if you're running the wrong way there, Anything. you're straight into your calves right yeah. away where you're running. If your calves are pulling tight, you'll get Achilles issues, you'll yeah. get plantar fasciitis, you'll get shin splints. Mm-hmm. That's only going from your foot to your knee. Yeah. If they get bad, that'll trigger off the whole way up you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But. It's a it's a it's a small thing that you can pull out straight away if you're in mm-hmm. the right footwear. Boom, that's a start. Yeah, and the, yeah, exactly. Never mind because as I was saying about the excuses people make about not having their AirPods or their headphones or their fucking face. Yeah. Oh, the rest of that bullshit. 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 Like, bullshit. I yeah. get it all the time, every day. Sore knees and sore this and uh-huh. that road running's bad for you. Bad for your knees. 
Myth, is it? There's a man in Northern Ireland right now, he's 62 and he's running 231 for a marathon. Fuck he's running his whole life. What's about the crack with his knees? Like? Yeah. You know. So where do you think the bad for your knees comes from? Where, what is that about? It goes right back to people. Dudes, shade. dudes <laughs> running about in old Umbro shoes that they've been <laughs> had, they have had for four years. Yeah. Pull them out of the cupboard and the mentality of go out the door, no pain, no gain, this whole line, that's not true. <laughs> and then go harder, go home, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> not the case. And this is all. these are all things that everyone goes off like. Uh-huh. And look at yourself. If, if GA is your background and you look and you go, yeah, 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 sure, maybe group chat, John done a 22-minute 5K, so I went out and tried to beat him and did a 21. You can't walk for two days. Yeah. You've did it in a pair of shoes, you may as well be in welly boots. Yeah. You can't walk for two days and then that's you. You're back to square one again. John, it's so funny because I guess we've got this far that I even mentioned that you do sports massage as well. But yeah. like with someone's background that running a sports massage and they talk to you in black and white, you just sound like a moron. Like you do. Like yeah. and just, when you talk to someone just that wee bit of knowledge, you're like, it's bu- it is bullshit. Like it's like, no, running on tarmac is not fucking bad. No, it fix your feet. It fix yeah. your shoes. And it's good. Yes, alter it. Go do, do wee bits in the grass and do wee bits in the mm-hmm. forest. Do you not think guys that are running marathons, like there's local lads here running anywhere between 70 and 100 mile a week every week like. yeah. and they're in the right foot where oh, Michael my legs are getting sore what should I do take a day off go to the pool go swim go cycle go mm-hmm. walk go to the forest change your shoes yeah like you said look at that guy in Belfast running like 231s or like fucking yeah. the, even the extreme look at Mo Far. not fucking wrong but yeah, well, he, he yeah, he's a, yeah he's a stick figure like, but yeah. and he will, he, he will have injuries and he'll have things that, that bother him and all the rest but just keep on top Mo Far doesn't turn around and go oh fuck my knees sore yeah. I'm out <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And yeah. then he'll wake up every day with something sore, like mm-hmm. as do the rest of us. Us we average Joe runners. Yeah. Like I had a sore knee on Monday, fucking Wednesday it was a sore hip. Ah oh, Jesus! <laughs> Doesn't mean you pull the plug and go. I can't do this running, Craig. Yeah, yeah. So as as I touched on there as well, like the sports massage aspect yeah. of what you're doing. Now it's one thing. It's surely over the last few weeks I think got massive because you never heard of injuries back in the day. Like my dad would tell you, like playing football, you hurt something, like it's not wrong with you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like whereas now. You have like 18 year olds, 19 year olds with tight hamstrings or pulling quads and all this stuff, which it just didn't seem like back in the day that was a thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's just massive now the sports massage and the recovery side yeah. of it, which I mean, it's good for you. Good for me, surely, yeah. It'll keep you busy. Keep me, keep me in a living. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. It's not that it wasn't a thing. It was obviously a thing. Obviously, old men were getting injured and all the rest. Now, just before I came here, one of my last clients was a man probably a bit older than my dad like mm. and we were actually talking about that you know and I was like have you ever had this done he was like nah and he's out in a building site he played Gaelic football his whole life he's out in a building site with sore back and he's sitting there and he's like oh, you couldn't 30 or 40 years ago you couldn't go and tell somebody you were getting your back rubbed you're going up to some shed to get somebody to rub your back <laughs> and that would that was just a mentality that was, yeah that's what it was and when did you go run to physio when you were buckled and you yeah. were sore and that was it like he mm. poked and prodded you for a wee while now we're in a different generation completely now even from when I was your age, like, you know, mm. completely different. It's cool now to be going to the gym, oh, to be it. fit, to run about with a six pack, yeah. to be hurt. When you're in that whole circle, then those guys are talking about, yeah, well, I do this and I eat right and I don't drink yeah. and I go and I get myself looked after and maintained. Mm-hmm. So it's a completely different generation, which is class, class no, for me. Th- yeah, it's class, class for everybody. For like, everybody. Like, exactly. It's really have benefits all around. Like, cause yeah. what the fuck is the point of sitting there, especially whenever you get to like your older age and you're tired and you just, can't go anywhere you can't do anything you know what I mean you're exactly crippled or you've hurt yourself or yeah but yeah what would be I suppose because I would be inter- I'm interested in like how you get into that 
How do you, um, sports nostalgic how did it come back not only probably that it's busy and there's a demand for it but like what, what were you like in school or were you interested in like autonomy and stuff like that back yeah, then well, I've always always been into my sport and into trying to keep fit and always wanted to do something mm-hmm. involving in sport and when I left school I went down over to St. Coleman's to do my elevens and stuff like that and then I was like what would I like to do I'd love to do PE teaching or something because that involves sport and blah 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 and when you go down that whole line yes PE teaching probably does involve sport and all the rest and then you look at it and you're like hold on a wee second you're going in to babysit children all day like you know and then I went look through through the last couple of years I could literally write a book like about where I've been and what I've done I worked in a sports shop like that Armagh Sports I worked in there selling running shoes they have the best supply of running shoes Mm -hmm. you can get the man in it has been running at a high level for 40 years so I went down that whole line I was like yeah well you're involved in sport here as well and then I went off to Australia for three years went back to my original trade I'd done bricklaying as a trade so that's where that's when I left school I did that back to Australia did that again went from bricklaying into working in the mining industry in Australia which is standing in a trench with a shovel 12 hours a day and that was as far away from sport as you could get yeah. so when I come back home then I was like what, what am I going to do and then when you come home you're at an age you'll get there too where you're like right, I need to buy a house I need to get a mortgage I need to do all this shit you're giving life together well you're not yeah well you know when I was getting married and all so you're not exactly at the stage where you can go oh I'll go back to school now and see what I can do yeah, yeah. you gotta work you gotta get money like. mm-hmm. so I went into some wee normal jobs down in Uri and working in wee office jobs and throughout that just in the backgrounds I was like where or what what can I do yeah. like? and I literally just sat and got back into doing exams and studying and going back and now it was handy not handy enough like but because you come through GCSE, doing GCSE PE, L-level PE, mm. anatomy and physiology and all, and in being in sport, you've always got an understanding of your body and how it works yeah. and why it works. When we pick up an injury, like you can tell a sports person when they come into me because they're naming muscles and they're going, yeah. this is sore and I think it might be that. So I was like that. And when you're mm. going through, so I just went back and just tried to go down that line. I was like, look, I might go nowhere with it. I might not. And every time I do an exam or go again, maybe do another one and see where it went. Yeah. So I was doing that outside of my own job. So you were doing like an evening class or stuff like that? Evening classes and weekends. And then once you'd pass one exam, I'd sign up for another one and sign up yeah. for another one. And then if I got a wee bit of money or shaved on, I'd be like, sure, I'll keep going and I'll keep mm-hmm. going. And then, to be honest with you, it was the whole COVID thing. I was in my job and then you're out of work, you're in work, you're out of work, you're mm-hmm. in work. And I was doing my sports massage on the side, evenings and weekends and all. And it was gradually getting busier and busier. And I was like, look, I wonder if I could... And I didn't, I swear I didn't intend on it being my job. Like, yeah. I did it out of pure interest and being like, fuck, I keep getting sore and hurt. What? Maybe yeah. I could help myself here by just studying it a wee bit more and looking a wee bit more. And just, I have an addictive personality, so anything I do, it's like, yeah. let's go. And then through the whole COVID, being off on furlough and let go, and then I was like, well, our job was still allowed. Mm-hmm. It was still allowed to be open and happen. I was like, this is good. <laughs> so no matter what happens in the world, we're still allowed to work. Mm-hmm. And then through that I was going to my own job half five six o'clock in the morning working to half two three coming out and running and then working and massaging from four to nine every night and I did that for like a year and was just burnt out like I said yeah. can't keep this going and then different people were like can I come in during the day can I get an appointment at the weekend you're like I'm goosed here like, yeah. this is burning me <laughs> out like yeah and I had loads of conversations with my wife going Fuck, can I take a chance here not a really good time in the world to give up your job. No. Like. So I did, I just took a risk and took a chance. And I think sometimes when you do that or leave yourself in a position where you're like, right, sink or swim here, like mm-hmm. you have to make this work. I have a family, I have a mortgage, I have bills, I have a child. Yeah. 
it's so, funny it's funny to say because i've had a lot of like online coaches and stuff come on lately and like they all live at home you know they don't yeah. have really that burden of like supporting someone yeah. or like looking after a family or trying to save for a house and stuff and it sounds easy they make it sound so easy it's like i could just quit being huge all there and then started you know Take working a chance, here and work yeah to, well, it's like but that's not a proper risk no because your mum's not gonna fuck you out of the house like yeah do you know what i mean if i go home and tell my wife i've made 40 quid in the last month <laughs> what's going to happen do you know yeah. what I mean yeah there's and serious repercussions there that's why even now I try and like I'm only I only took the risk a while ago like and I, I'm trying so hard to convince so many younger people mm-hmm. if you're still at home with your parents and all take the chance now mm-hmm. because if it doesn't work is your ma going to throw you out of the house that's no it. it's going to tell you you're not getting your dinner rubber head you've only worked four <laughs> hours this week no yeah. so it scared the life out of me like it really did like and when I did it, I'm working a good wee job in a good wee place and you're getting your wee wage every month and you're mm-hmm. like, eh, it's okay. And to turn around and take a chance. I was taking a chance and I had these evening appointments all the time and I was like, shit, what if I quit? And then I go in and I go, right guys, I'm free all day here. And nobody it's like, wants nobody wants you during yeah. the day. And you're going, shit, I'm sitting around. And do you know what? Secretly in the background, it was like, if that happens, I'll just stick my gear on and go running for three hours a day. <laughs> Fuck it. And I'll still I'll still be able to do my appointments in the evenings and the weekend. And sure, if that only covers your wage, so what? Like, yeah. There's bound to be one or two people want to come in during the day. But thankfully, yeah. it hasn't gone like that. Like, it's gone the opposite. Yeah. No, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. And it's good to hear that, you know, taking that risk was so worthwhile yeah, for you. Yeah, And what age are you now? 35 now. 35. So, yeah. yeah, doing it 35 is a pretty fucking big commitment. Like, yeah. Scary, big, big yeah. commitment. Like, and... I guess to anyone listening, because you have people that obviously, you know, have like, I always call it like your side hustle. Yeah, like, yeah. Just keep, keep Everyone going, like, has a wee side yeah, hustle. Just yeah. a wee something like, but if you can make that, because I mean, I'm sure you enjoy doing the sports massage more than whatever your other job was. I love it. I swear. Yeah. And it scares me more. It still scares me because I literally love doing it every day, like, talking to different people, people involved in sport. Mm-hmm. And every day you're like, shit, I'm getting money for this. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's literally like getting money for me and you talking here. Yeah. And I'm like, something like this can't be this good like yeah. you know but fingers crossed yeah. it continues do you know i gotta be thankful and grateful for see the area we live in like mm-hmm. people are so good so kind and at the start they'll maybe be like oh we'll give him a turn like you know mm-hmm. that's all you ever hear about here give that poor wee lad a turn now yeah. and thankfully people have come in and they've continued to come back in which mm-hmm. means means a world to me like i'm so grateful for yeah. it like well i'm pers- i personally found you on instagram and it wasn't through like a, i'll give this lad a turn or whatever it was from this lad's really fucking good at what he does. Oh, class, do you know what I mean? You, so yeah. like, it's not as if anymore. Like it is. It, don't get me wrong. I love when people like even show us and go give him a turn and stuff. But yeah. it's so fucking rewarding to hear that what you're doing is making a difference to people and brilliant. you're doing a good job. And yeah. hats off to you. Thank honestly, you so much. So, no, so, so really, much really, really, I've really heard brilliant, word, brilliant yeah. reports and people are fucking. People I, pay, are I pay them all. Money the <laughs> 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 joking. <laughs> people are flying fit because he is. No, that's so. good. Fingers crossed, mate. That's all I want. Like you know and. It, because I've been in that position myself going into these places and going in but like please help me out I want yeah. to be back at my sport mm-hmm. and people don't understand how when you're taken out from your sport or taken out from your wee hobby or your training how it can affect you like you oh, massive. massive it's huge massive. it's not even just a breakdown in routine it's your social scene it's your Everything. you know your outlet like the stress you relieve from doing sports Big the, the fucking hormones it produces like yeah. it's unbelievable for you yeah. it's unbelievable for you and you take that away from someone take and even away. sitting on the sidelines and watching people like I'm telling you my, you, my own wife, like she would pay someone to fix me because it's like, get him out of here, <laughs> listening to him run about like a bird with sore arse, grumpy. Yeah. But that's what it is. And if I can help a wee small bit and just keep people moving forward and keep people half in mm-hmm. a bit of shape, that they go brilliant, happy days, mm-hmm. happy days. I seen on your Instagram you like to share quotes. Love it. Time. Where where do you get that from, or like where does the quotes come from, or what is it that sort of what is it that makes you want to just because you just sit there and you know 
stay in the shade and do the massages yeah. and work away what is it that wants to want you to make people like positive or like those quotes what is what is that at all for right look i'm telling you you can go as deep as you want here right every single person that has sport or has is deep into their sport they've got there's some people that are half decent at their sport or they're good or not even necessarily sport whatever they do right mm-hmm. it may it be their work their job there's a wee something in them that they're a wee bit not a maniac i don't want to brand someone with that but there's always a wee something mad in people I've had my sport my whole life, right? And through my life, I've had some great things and bad things and all. Through my teenage years, I lost two of my best friends, died mm-hmm. and passed away. And through that whole journey, like it was brutal, shite mm-hmm. and crap. And your teenager and these things happen and you go, what the fuck, how do I deal with this? Like, mm-hmm. And I had my sport the whole time. So when I was going out running by myself, I might have been an emotional wreck. You might have been out for a run crying by yourself. Mm-hmm. And it was an outlet. It was a... You can't sit in your school and blurt and cry. You can't sit yeah. out with your mates and blurt and cry. You can't sit in your house and let your mum or your dad see you doing that because they'll fucking be over you and worried about you. Yeah. And th- this is massive, massive at the minute where people's going, it's okay to talk, it's okay to talk. It is, but still loads of people not doing it. Mm-hmm. And to me, I think, and even with my job there, I find it with sport and I find it with my job and the, the, the link in with each other like, and when you get talking to someone for long enough or you run or train with them long enough, everyone has some sort of wee demon or some sort yeah. of wee shitty thing taking over there and you'd be like, well, why are you getting all like that? Or why are you trying to be positive? There's a certain level of it, right? You don't need to throw it in people's faces and you don't need to be like certain people and be like, wah, 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 this is the best, the world's fucking great. But you do have to understand that no matter what's going on with you, right? You may think your thing and your thing's the worst thing in the world right now. And you need to take a wee step back, take a wee breather and go, hey, hold on a wee second. Right, my girlfriend broke up with me or my dog died or whatever it is, my race went shit. Take a wee breather, take a wee step back. Mm-hmm. There's some crater two doors away that's got three months to live. Yeah. There's someone else out there who is homeless, living on the streets, no money, no house, no nothing. Mm-hmm. And you're maybe crying about you fucking got a C in your exam. You know, and at that time, at certain times in my life, I thought things were the worst in the world and how could anything get any worse mm-hmm. so I'm tr- I try my best just to I've sailed through these wee hard times and I've used running all the time as it and these are the things that the crap up on all the time these wee quotes read them take a wee second and read yeah. it and relate it to yourself like it's yeah. alright you read some of them and the, the people will just flick past and be like just yeah. wing nuts at it again here mm-hmm. like you know some nearly every one of them if you read something and you hold it for a wee second you go do you know what that is right or that's cool or that's yeah. pretty relatable to me and I can guarantee you now, you don't need to tell me anything, but there's some sort of demon inside you somewhere. <laughs> that, yeah. Something that's pissed you off or something that you've been like, wow, that was brutal. Like. Mm-hmm. But I think, I'd see the other day, it actually, it made me think they're just as they asked the question because the other day, I very rarely use my personal Instagram account yeah. for stories and stuff. But happily, I happened to do, I was doing a uni assignment, I've been on placement all year and they said, you're going to have to submit uh, these essays. So I did one of them, it was a thousand words, fine. Thought that was it all done. Then seen that 2,000 more words to do. And this is on Friday night, it was due, it's due this Monday. I was like, fuck, I'm meant to be doing all this stuff the weekend, I'm flat out, fuck this. And then I was like, you know what, this is actually bullshit, because they also charged me £2,000 for this year, and I haven't had one lesson. Yeah. So I just thought I'd have a wee rant on Instagram, and a wee moan about it, and stuff like that there. And I let, I suppose I sort of let the demons out, but not, Joe, just a wee something that was yeah. bugging me. And I just let it fly, and I must have had about four or five different people reach out to me, and each one of them had a different response. Some of them were laughing, some were saying, man, chill out, some yeah. of them were saying, one person actually wrote to me and said, uh, actually, the guy's name's Dan, he was on before, he was like, 
look around you there's people in fucking worse situations like, yeah. and I was like but same time sometimes it's good to have that wee fucking yap you know 100%. what I mean get it just need to, I was just like I just need to get this off my chest because it's bugging me but wait see if you had a cap that in I'm telling you like, it would have tied you up yeah but it was so up. small doesn't matter but so, if somebody something small like, to me that might have been something small mm. some of the things I could tell you that have had me up over the years you'd be like really yeah. is that what it was yeah and but get it like, I'm telling you this old crack of lately sport and hobbies and people getting out and being active, it's unreal. Mm-hmm. For and again, you read it every. It's unreal for mental health. Blah blah blah. Yeah, it is though. Like it is, and that's why I'm trying to push people down that line. It doesn't matter if it takes you forty-five minutes to run a five k. Mm-hmm. You'll come home and you'll feel like Superman. You'll yeah. get into the shower and be like, "Look at me! Look at I did today!" Mm-hmm. Stop comparing yourself to. You look at me and go, he lives around the corner, he's ran 15 minutes. I'm looking at some guy in Belfast around 13 minutes. Yeah. He's looking at Mo Farah. He's... That'll always happen. Yeah. There's a good, there's a good, there's, it's better in pictures, but I'll describe it to in words people listening. There was an image I remember seeing and fuck, it, like, it honestly did change my perspective on life. It started off, there was a guy, a guy looking at someone in a helicopter. He was driving his car and he looks at the guy in a helicopter and goes, fuck, I wish I had a helicopter. Then there's a guy on a bike looking at the guy in the car saying, fuck, I wish I had a car. Then there's a person walking going, fuck, I wish I had a bike. Yeah. And then there's a person in a wheelchair looking at the guy that was walking going, fuck, I wish I could walk. And do you know what I mean? You just sort of, you're like, 100%. there's always somebody fucking in a worse, worse situation yeah. than you. Class. Always. And here, you don't need to look too far, mate. You know what I mean? And people have very little money. People are stressing out over jobs, over money, over family, relationships, mm-hmm. everything. Yeah. yeah. Take a wee step back at your own life. It's probably pretty fucking all right. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. To, like you can't let things get on top of you and I do understand people's problems and stuff like that but it is it is good and sometimes you can fall under the I've recently started thinking like there's so much motivation and you know good on Instagram that yeah. people are putting out that the other night I just got a bit like would you say <laughs> fuck up yeah. like, do you that's what I mean? mean sometimes when you share a wee thing you're like somebody's gonna look at this and go yeah. would you shut up the fuck do you know what I mean I was like but then then I sort of thought to myself I was like but that person will also open up and talk about the shit do yeah. you know what I mean as long as you're being Open faced about it, like yeah. look, be positive, be motivation. But don't let on everything. Don't let perfect on everything. All the time. Perfect. Yeah. Don't yeah. don't sell that narrative because it's yeah. bullshit. At yeah. the end of the day, it is some bullshit. People, some people do that. It's all great. Yeah. It's all perfect. It's all great, yeah. and it's this amazing lifestyle. I'm out for drinks and all yeah. these good times, and they're fucking. They have the demons too, like big time. Everyone. Probably worse than me and you. But yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Let's not get into those ones. No. <laughs> <laughs> let's get into those ones. But uh, talk to me about Australia then as well. So you went to Australia. Yeah. Um. I went to Australia. The reason I went at the start was my brother had been there for a good few years and there was no sign of him coming home. Like, so I thought he would come home after six months. Then I thought after a year. Then I thought after two years and no sign of this by coming home at all. Like, mm-hmm. and then my wife now, who was only gone with a few months at the time, um, I turned around to her like I was only seeing her a few months and I was like, I'm "Gonna go to Australia?" I was like, "Oh God, right." So this is gonna put a stop on me and you and all. And like a madman, I'm like. Should come on with me, and she was like, "What? Get out of were it!" Were you being serious, or were you just sort of like, Fuck, "Actually, I was, just, yeah. I'll, just, I'll just say, come on, just no." I chased her for a while, like so. I knew if I could get a hold of her, I wasn't letting go over. Yeah. And uh, I was like, "Right, come on, I'm telling you, it'd be great." And God help her, she was like, "What sort of <laughs> mad man?" And then she went home and said to her parents, she "Was like, this boy wants me to what?" And I remember trying to talk her around. I was like, "Look, if worst case scenario, we go out for a couple of months." you don't want to be the guy or whatever mm-hmm. you'd still be at the other side of the world it'd be the best thing you've ever done yeah. you know and we had only planned for going for a few months and we ended up there for a couple of years and that was the best experience of my life like it was mm-hmm. class you know you do your travelling you go around the cities and all and you work in the cities you do what you gotta do 
But at one stage, me and Michelle were out there sleeping in a fucking car. Like, no house, no job, no money. Fuck me. Literally five, homeless, like. Five or six hours away from the near city. And God help her, she was sitting on the side of the road one day screeching, being like, I want to go home. And I was like, I don't even have enough money to get you home. I had $4 in my bank account. And was <laughs> was literally driving around beaches because there was a shower on them to get washed. But hadn't enough... $4? You can't even take that out of a bank. <laughs> and I remember having enough money in the car one day to take change out and be like, right, we've got money for a cup of tea between us. And I was like, fuck. But at that time, he, I remember saying to her, and she backed me up on this, I looked at her crying the side of the road and was like, see right now, you're probably the freest we are ever going to be for the rest of our life. She's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> She's like, I ain't fucked here. I have no money, no job. No. And I was like, we have no mortgage. We have no job. We have yeah. no bosses to answer to. We have no kids. Fuck it. Yeah. You know, I'm just clawed our way back and God help her. She's like, you know, my ones have money there if we want to fly home and all. I was like, no chance. I can't let this beat me. Like, yeah. So we clawed our way back and made our way back to the city after sleeping in the car for a long time. We took turns sleeping in the car. Slept in a fucking graveyard one night and was like, you go to sleep now, right, for two hours and then. I'll stay and watch. And as you stay awake in case anyone robs us or what were they going to rob? We hadn't got anything. And then we move on to the next bit. And we eventually got back and got back into the city. And then we got in the city, I got back out Brick Lane. And then it was Brick Lane, I met a fella who got me a job in mining. Mm-hmm. And I went from having $4 in my bank account to getting this bananas money that these people were paying for the mining industry. Woof. Yeah. So if you just stick in there, you claw your way back, you know what I mean? Like, There's nothing worse. I think every fella's been there at one stage, even if it's not it's something as dramatic as that. But like, Joe, your woman's just, she's fed up, she's crying, having you're sitting there like, I, bet. I showed her episodes of home and away but like come on I take you there with everything's great and come on we go I promise to the moon and stars and then all of a sudden she's sitting at the side of the road with no money no house are you going to blow up that airbed so I can go to sleep again there was even a hole in the fucking airbed so I had to puff it up really quick and hope that you got to sleep before it went back down again do you know but them's good like see now like I'm happy with my life and I'm doing alright and them's the th- times you remember like, ah, and that poor girl still stuck with me like, yeah. do you know what I mean like, <laughs> if she's going to stick it through that she'll stick through you definitely like, she wasn't getting away after yeah. that but that's look Australia was class I would recommend anyone to go and do it whether you're going to go to hostels and live it up for a mm-hmm. year or you plan on going there to save money and you mature so much like you yeah. leap forward like to you, you don't have all your wee comforts like do you know mm-hmm. when these young guys go to Belfast to uni and all and they talk about being there. Oh, he was off at uni. Oh, come on. You've been home to your ma's fridge every weekend, yeah. waited it. You're drinking beer with your mates in your mm-hmm. You go way out somewhere like that and when the shit hits the fan, you soon grow up. Like, nah, I see what happens. Like. And then you're not going to ring home and tell your ma that, <laughs> oh, here, I'm sleeping on the side of the road here. And I co- you don't, would, yeah, you'd, that's the story you tell when you get home. When you're home, when you're home and you're, you're safe and sound. Yeah, 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 exactly. How's it going? Yeah, great. Class, but... we're living the dream. <laughs> Her screeching in the background, <laughs> but that's that's what it's all about, mate. Bill's character, like yeah. at the time, I didn't think so. Yeah. Four quid. Did you get much? Were you getting abuse from the woman at that stage? Was it like this is all your fault, or was it? No, it no, 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 no. Oh Jesus, you gotta feel sorry for the creator. Like you know, you take you take her out, and you're going, I'm gonna take you around Australia. But what do you see in class? This is gonna be, do you know? And in my head, like you sort of know, right? There's gonna be some shitty bits, like. Yeah. But didn't think I would have got that shitty. Like. <laughs> but at the same time, I was like, it'd be all right. It'd be all right. But no, God, I felt more sorry. Like, I was like, look what I've done. Yeah. I took this girl out here. And then, of course, you resort back to social media. Like, and you see, this one's having a good time. And she's in Bondi Beach living it up. And, <laughs> and then I'm looking at maybe other fellas, you know, strutting about Bondi or doing this or doing that. And you're yeah. like, fucking hell. Yeah. I'm stuck in a car here, blowing up a bed, hoping yeah. that it stays there before it goes down. Like. <laughs> but, yeah, it is what it is. It's class. Yeah. See, now, like, she made me a wee book. She was taking photographs through this whole process. And I remember going... Why are you taking pictures? We're fucking homeless. Yeah. And you're sitting beside me taking photographs. 
I'm sitting in a blanket with four quid in the bank and you're taking pictures of me. And I remember losing a head one time going, stop taking photographs. Like, this is stressing me out. Yeah. And then, I don't know how long later it was, a couple of years later, whatever she produced this wee book. Like, mm-hmm. that's screeching my eyes out. There was pictures of me in the front of this car all freezing yeah. with a blanket. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. I forgot all about it. Like, That's unreal. Class. That's one thing partners <clears throat> are brilliant for. Do you know, they always, like, especially like girlfriends and stuff like that, they'll do that sort of stupid, stupid yeah. soppy shit men yeah. never do. Yeah. But you go on a lad's holiday, there will not be a fucking photo unless it's one of your mates jumping in with his horse hanging yeah, out. Something trying to make a fool out of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Do something stupid where women do all these fucking nice... Much more sentimental sen- than yeah. us. Yeah, yeah. Men are such meatheads at times. Yeah. Like, do yeah, yeah. stupid shit like... And then you've sat and blurting your eyes out at some photograph of you having no money and no food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah. Look how far we've come. Look how yeah, far we've come. yeah. That's amazing. That actually, that is, that's probably one of my favourite stories I've had on the podcast so Fuck, far. we keep going that, there. Jesus Christ. That, <laughs> I can't go over it because you're right, like people go away after that fast and think like, oh, I'm moving out of home. I remember talking to a woman from South Africa and she was saying like, you you move out of home to go to a class that's 40 minutes away. Drive. And, and you're, just rent, like, you're paying yeah, mad rent for a house and all. A house you don't even live in. Yeah. You live in it maybe four days a week and you're sitting there paying this fucking money for it. And it's a shithole. And you think that you've gone out and taken over the world because you yeah. live on your own. Nothing against those critters. Don't like. No. Don't think that's wrong. It's a good first step and all the rest. But don't then think that you're ready to conquer the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. you've gone to Belfast and lived by yourself. For definitely, a while. definitely. A lot of people, a lot of people talk to you that are older and all. They definitely said, like, get out of Northern Ireland, get out of Ireland. Yeah. And Justin, go fucking go. And it's always I hate I hate to hear younger people talking about the be in Yuri and it's I hate Yuri and Yuri's a shithole and you're like what. Mm-hmm. Huh? Where have you been to say that this this place is class? Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. It's full of good people. There's, it's a class wee place, like, but you need to go away from it mm-hmm. to realise how good it is. I'd say you're maybe the fifth person I've had on this podcast say that. Yeah. Newry is a fantastic place. Class. Amazing. And like, maybe we're just young and fucking stupid. That is actually exactly what it is. You're you know, not, you don't sometimes, you, sometimes you just need to see that some shitty things out there mm-hmm. like to realise like you go to Australia and go into a bar and see how long your 40 quid will last you. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. You, you go into a bar in Australia right now, it's probably fifteen to twenty dollars for a pint. Like, mm-hmm. like if you even you think about New York, just on a safe aspect, like there's no real street or you know anywhere you turn down where you're gonna be in trouble. Yeah, like you can walk in. Like my old job, I was working in uh, just before lockdown there, during lockdown there. The office that was at, there was a picture of the case beside. That's where all them fucking Shankill Joe oh, rats yeah. and all the there was a policeman weren't out right beside that place. And if, say I'd went down there and fucking took my work bag, sometimes it'd be my, my football bag. Joe, if I walked in there. You're in trouble, like yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you'd be yeah. lucky. You'd be lucky. We're lucky. We don't have that, like you know. And people around here don't realize that it's such a good. But it wasn't like that all the time. No, but no. But now we're lucky. We're in a good generation. I don't know. Stresses me out when some kids fucking get on about nearly saying it's this, that, and the other. It's class. Yeah. You know what I mean? You go in there and get a Chinese for favor. Get your hair cut for yeah. buttons. Yeah. You can walk in and you're if you want to get pissed and walk home. Mm-hmm. You don't get that everywhere, you know. Yeah. But and everyone looks out for each other. That was the other big thing about nearly. Yeah. yeah. As you said earlier, like people do you turn and look good people, you and good people. Good people. There is, people. There is. There like, is both sides of it. Like, but sure. You get that everywhere. Full of negative heads. Yeah. So. Well, you get you get that everywhere, and that's something I always preach on here is like just if you have people negative in your life or whatever, just good luck good luck good luck you keep moving yeah, on yeah, yeah yeah exactly you've made I remember even listening one further did you listen to yeah, Gary Vee no no him? he's like a motivational guy and stuff uh, he was talking about like how you just have like mates that maybe you know pull you down like yeah. you said like you could have been going for a sports massage and someone would have said you no stick to your job yeah so his whole thing would be like fuck them yeah you know get them 100%. out get them out maybe have a mate even for students that listen to this like you have a mate who's just complete stoner like you know doesn't do anything his days and I'm not going to class today get them the fuck out don't take them next year yeah. you know, do yeah. things and 
Look after number one, really. Hundred, but you have to be without being a dick. You have to be selfish, mm-hmm. selfish. And I says to boys, "How do we buy in earlier?" And he's training for a marathon. And I'm helping him with his training. Mm-hmm. And I'd say it to him from day to that. It was like, look, be selfish. Put your family first and do this and do that. But when it comes to it, and you're at 19 mile in a marathon in the middle of London and New York somewhere, mm-hmm. where's all these fuckers that are drawing your energy and your time? They're sitting in your ear waiting for you to fuck up. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So. Be selfish, look after number one, and if they're pulling you down, fuck off. Mind yeah. you, don't tell them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If you're being positive and you're wanting to do this and do that, don't tell it to them people. Mm-hmm. Fuck them. Yeah. Let them go on. That's their issue, not yours. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, no, exactly. Exactly. I think something we want to get into as well, because we had quite a lot of questions yeah, about running it. and stuff yeah, here. Go, so go, go, go. one of the main questions people wanted to know, apart from like why you enjoy running, which I think we sort of covered there earlier mm. on, was... A lot of people, I think, in their lifetime would love to run a marathon. Do you know what I mean? Just partake yeah. in one and do it and fucking brilliant. I would love to do one in my time as well. What advice would you give those people? As in, like, what what is it you need to do or what should you expect, really? From, if you, if if you, you just want to do, just just wanna wanna do a marathon. I just want to do a marathon. I want to run the whole thing without stopping. I'm telling you now, I swear to God, anybody at all that mm. thinks they can't do it, I swear to you now, anybody can do it. Unless... I was going to say unless you haven't got any legs but we ran cinnamon here could fucking do it yeah and i told him that too <laughs> but i swear to you it's so daunting like i spent my whole life around running but never done a marathon until two years ago do you know that. what i mean yeah. and i had this whole oh fuck 26 mile and blah 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 and then i remember going watching them and seeing people literally blowing your mind and you're going how the hell how they get around it yeah do you know what i mean and maybe taking six hours and seven hours whatever i promise you now anybody you and anybody out there sitting listening or anybody that thinks they're too heavy their legs are too sore mm-hmm. they've got a sore back stop making all the waffle excuses yeah. stop making an excuse to do it pick a charity and say do you know what fuck I've signed up and I'm going to do this for such and such now yeah. this charity's relying on me Yeah. make excuses to do it not not to do it mm-hmm. advice wise again everybody's different so you got to just start off slow though and start off walking Yeah. If you've no, if you've no fitness background at all get out for a 20 minute walk Mm-hmm. Go for 20 minutes to 30 minutes to 40 minutes. When you're out walking for an hour, then start to run for five minutes mm-hmm. within every 10 minutes, within every, you know, and just slowly progress. There'll be a million and one different things on the internet for you to... Would there? Would you advise covering that distance? That's a probably a stupid question. Would you advise covering that distance, so the 26 miles before going to the event? No, I've Not never done it. Really? I've never ran 26 miles. Well, like, never trained it? Nah. Just only on the event nah, day? And the adrenaline and on the day. Now, someone else probably more qualified than me may come on and say oh, bullshit yeah. you need to do that there's one of Northern Ireland's best marathon runners at the minute he put a thing up the other day that he covered a 30 mile training run he's an Olympic athlete mm-hmm. you're not you're asking yeah. how does someone finish a marathon yeah yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. yeah I, you could get yourself built up to a 20 mile run 21 mile run and you'll get round a marathon on yeah. the day like you don't need to make it to 26 mile in training oh, right, okay. you'll get round on the day the buzz the atmosphere it would scare the life out of you you'd ah, the get, motivations you said looking people beside you and around you, that you it's an emotional roller coaster. Yeah. You'd be, <laughs> I'm telling you you go through one street and you think you're Superman and everyone's playing music and all and then you go down the next street and there's no one there and then you're going oh Jesus and you're thinking of your family and who you're doing it for and maybe a charity and you're yeah. like oh Jesus Christ mm-hmm. how am I going to drop out where am I going to drop out and then the next street <laughs> there's music again it's mental mental but anybody can do it anybody promise you and it wouldn't it doesn't make any difference whether it's like a fucking town marathon a city marathon a big I would, marathon I would advise more to go and do a big one like really yeah 100% what's 100%. the biggest one you've done I've only done Dublin. I'm oh, going. Dublin, I'm in London. Again. I'm in I London this year. For London. I thought yeah, done yeah. No, I haven't been in it before, so I'm buzzing about that. Like, but I've only been down to Dublin a couple of times. But Dublin's amazing too. But I just think for 
atmosphere wise and all to get you around and for you to get a good like if you're going to do one and you might not never do one again not trying to take away from local town ones and stuff but it's just a much better make an event of it like yeah, yeah but go, you don't want to be yeah. stuck 19 mile out of road somewhere knowing there's not a single person cheering you on from yeah. there to the finish line yeah do you know what I mean? Because I've heard these people before. They're like, "Oh, I've only I did one before, but I did the the Boston one." You're like, "That's fucking cool." Mantle. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, that's cool. And to be running around the streets of America somewhere, like, and mm. you want to see the signs people hold. People don't even know you, and they're holding signs saying you're amazing and all. And you're like, "Well, <laughs> me, all right." Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And cheering you on and shouting things at you. It's it's crazy, mm-hmm. crazy stuff. But anybody mm-hmm. can do it. Anyone? Yeah. Uh, get into a few of these questions because we're near near an hour. Ah, you're Fifty-one right. minutes, so we we'll get into a few of the questions people sent in. Uh, something that random something will just go some people know you but I don't do any names on this so <laughs> just fire them out uh, someone wants to know I presume this is a mate of yours have you ever run a good marathon in your ver- I could nearly pick the couple of ways that <laughs> probably put that question <laughs> out there no not yet no <laughs> no. why would you say that uh, because I've done two and I've only done two of them and both of them went wrong like. it's, why, a, it's what, an alright time in, what do you mean goes wrong like uh, well uh, for both of them, well, for my first ever one, I wanted to break 240 mm-hmm. and I ran 240.26, so 26 seconds out. Fuck. Come home, heart broke, different people are going, that's a really good time for a first marathon and you're like... So if you ran 239.59... I would have been happy, happy that day, but now yeah. I've ran 240 twice. <laughs> so if a monkey on my back been like, Jesus Christ, yeah. how am I going to get rid of this? Like, mm-hmm. So, no, I haven't run a good one yet, no. no. And that, that, that makes you sound like an arrogant prick, yeah. like, but it's not. Uh, no, yeah, no, it, it's all obviously personal. Like, it's yeah. all how you... I want to know the cheeky fucker asked that. But... <laughs> <laughs> Somebody wants to know, best foods to eat before your marathon? Or and maybe that... just in run in general, would there be like a good, you know, porridge? Or right, again, I am the, have been the worst person in the world with food. So yeah. there's no point. People look at you and think because you're running and you do run all your life that you're great at diets and you're great at this and you're great at that. Brutal. Mm-hmm. brutal I've gone lately to Mickey Smith that owns EST one mm-hmm. of the owners of EST and I've asked Mickey to help me a wee bit with my dad like because now in the run into a marathon you probably play it smart and you probably do this and that eat your porridge and eat this mm-hmm. and eat that sure I was only doing what I was reading the... would you ever eat foods during the marathon or like do like a wee uh, gels, gels and stuff, and stuff yeah, yeah yeah like the last one I'd done I tried to eat like a wee flapjack bar by the time I went to eat it I was just I was bonked I couldn't chew it I was spitting it out oh. so it was too far gone so again I've I've went and asked Mickey for help there down yeah. that line just with nutrition for the running months into it like so he's he's helped mm-hmm. me which was really good of him like to do that but it's not something I certainly I could advise someone a wee bit if you tell me you eat crap and junk all day I'd be like yeah well you should be eating this this and this but I'm only passing on information yeah. that someone's helping me with like. yeah. but during the marathon no gels and a wee bit of food that's it like. mm-hmm. uh a lot of these are I suppose then very specific then if mm. I'm not going to ask specific questions I'll just oh, gen- I'll generalise yeah, yeah. them sort of thing uh, someone wants to know so for like Gaelic sports Gaelic sort of sports static stretching should it be included within your warm up yeah absolutely yeah. I, don't, I don't see why not Like, uh, but again everybody's warm up's different right mm. and I fucking hate to go back to that all the time and I understand if you go to a night's Gaelic training and there's a coach trying to get it all into an hour slot like yeah. but you should be different to me to different to someone else and you should mm-hmm. all do your generic warm up and there should be 5 to 10 minutes left for everyone else mm-hmm. outside of that so if you've mm-hmm. got a hamstring issue or a quad issue or hip flexors well it should be ten, 10 minutes left for me you and someone else fuck off and do your own <laughs> do what you need to do yeah. so if static stretching in there is is going to work for someone and someone else is like ah oh, fuck that hurts me Mm-hmm. you should be left with your own wee 10 minutes everyone should have that yeah, yeah. perfect perfect uh, someone <laughs> god these questions are ah, go. someone wants to know cold water therapy 
<laughs> I want to leave this part out. Co-water therapy hurts my balls getting. <laughs> but how good is it for recovery? Very good. Cold water therapy is brilliant and it's around for a long time. Mm. And I do it myself as yeah. well. It's not like I'm in my massage place going, it's a load of shite, blah, blah. Mm. It's brilliant. But what you're doing is increasing the blood flow, which the blood flow is carrying oxygen. Oxygenated mm-hmm. blood is what fixes us. So it's class. Yeah. But you don't need to get hooked up on it. It's Right now, everyone's going through this. Way, jumping into yeah. rivers and lakes and all. People have been doing it for years, ice baths and all. It's not something you need to do every day. Mm-hmm. And if you do it every day, it's not going to help you anymore like you should be doing it every couple of days it's great long story short yeah it's good for you yeah 100 good for you and yeah put a wee sack over your balls <laughs> if you're having trouble keep, keep, like. keep them warm yeah 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 <laughs> don't know why you felt the need to put that bit fucking in there but sure is what it is uh personally something i want to know working with mma fighters so you've worked yeah. with daki and stuff and this i just felt them because obviously you chat away with them yeah room. yeah one thing i found very strange with daki is i'm sitting there talking to him and at any stage he could get up and fucking kill me yes. do you know what I mean do, yeah. you, do that ever cross your mind whenever you give him a massage or the guys yeah. I know, like, don't get me wrong there. he's an absolute gent that's the way uh, he's an absolute gent but like yeah I actually I did say that because I was working with him and a few other lads too mm-hmm. and they've all got this wee nice laid back persona where they come in you'd nearly think they were stoned themselves like you're like, what's the crack and you're like what the fuck these maniacs as you say could rip your face off and I think I made a wee joke one day with Daggy and it was something about because Mickey works with Daki too and Mickey says slag him about his calves his legs you know his wee skinny legs and I was working away on Daki and he says oh look at the wee skinny calves on you and just in a split second he was like they'll be wrapped around your fucking head in a second or something I was like woo yeah. and I was like oh in two seconds he could literally whoosh, yeah. do you know but yeah they do they scare the life out of me and I think that's class because they obviously hold all that in whatever mm-hmm. mad maniac they have inside themselves yeah to keep it locked up during yeah. normal life, but they are they're very laid back, aren't they? So, Him too. So chill. He sits there all the time, chill. Like, I was just like, he's just like, do like a silent assassin almost. Yeah. So just sit there, and at any moment they could just flick the switch and go. Yeah, but I suppose that's. That's just that's that training. That's yeah, what you train to do. Have a time and place for it, like. Yeah. But they're, they're, I found with a few of them, they're all like a fascinating dudes, like class. Fascinating, like. But I'm, every every sport, you should take from all of it, man. Take from mm. all of it. Take from daggy and different. Sp- like I've only opened up to loads of sports being in that job now. Mm-hmm. And, Taken, taken from everybody every sport can learn from each mm-hmm. other like. I found it funny whenever we were talking just before this that uh, you just said you have no other interests I was no. like it's like sure like any other sports or anything else like you take interest in them but it's just I love cycling like yeah. I, I did a cycling for a wee while too and I love following like I followed cycling from years ago like mm-hmm. so I like it but see football and all I hate it mate when people come into me and they're about United and we did this and we did that I'm like oh fuck I don't follow this at all like and yeah. scores and getting angry about players but nah I don't really very very simple easy mm-hmm. life someone wants to know uh have you got a favorite tattoo see you've a couple of tattoos creeping through there have you yeah. a favorite tattoo you have uh i have one on the back of my leg about my wee girl mm-hmm. um so that's probably my favorite like yeah. i have a few uh, they've all got wee meaning behind yeah. them like you know you wouldn't just but, get a random tattoo would you know oh, i do surely i have loads of them from years ago too like. <laughs> but there's nothing bad or nothing that would no. offend anyone but and i've got a few relating to my mates that are lost as well so yeah. they mean a lot to me oh, too like nice. and, People don't see them or know what they mean, like, but they mean a lot to me. Mm-hmm. But I'd say the one from a week ago, like, because it's the first one, like, you have a child, mate, your yeah. mind just, your yeah. world blows apart, like, so, yeah, that's her wee name and the time she was born and different, there's loads, there's a whole leg piece that's on nice. that, like, so that's, that's nice. my favourite one, yeah. There's a gay, uh, there's a gay, Santi Carzoli, who's a football he's played for Arsenal, and basically, long story short, his Achilles got infected and he was talking about, they're talking about one stage, you know, I'll be and stuff. What happened was they did some sort of surgery where they lifted the muscle fibers from his arm and put them into his Achilles and restructured it. But the exact part of his arm they took it from 
was half of the tattoo. Similar to what you said, the date is daughter's name on the date of birth. So half the tattoo is on his arm and the other half the tattoos now on the, actually the back what? of his Achilles. It's oh the craziest. You should look it up and you see it. Yeah. It's the craziest thing you've ever seen. Like, and like the part in his arm is just all you know, scar tissue and like yeah, rotten yeah, out yeah. with half a tattoo and then the other side is just this fucking tattoo in the back I of his I have a scar across here where a hernia ruptured through my stomach in a half marathon. So it's just a line right across here and I wanted to get 13.1 the half marathon distance tattooed <laughs> across the top of it. Just for people to go, what the yeah. fuck's that about? But yeah, it happened halfway through a race like, so what you were just sort of t- taking pain were you and you're just yeah like, well it just it just went wiped out like completely poof, what happened there and uh, you hit the deck no 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 no, no I finished I'm a child at the finish line waiting on a medal I had to fucking finish <laughs> and uh, rushed straight to the hospital like in a three and a half hour emergency operation oh my yeah, god so I have a nice wee line across there I might still get that tattoo for that I've won the back of my leg says long runs of fox I had to get that <laughs> that Sydney yeah. one night at four o'clock in the morning <laughs> that would have been rude not to like yeah, couldn't yeah. go your whole life without that yeah so they all tell a wee story yeah no that's good I like that I haven't got any tattoos myself I always like they just, just like some people just don't appeal to you yeah. like that, for some reason I just don't I just don't see myself getting one and it's not a, like a, I would love to get one but I wouldn't have the nerve to get one I just for me it's just like nah there's nothing important enough in my life yet it's like you have a daughter yeah. and stuff and really important things you yeah. were I don't know I just go with the breeze like yeah. you know don't, okay, nothing, yeah. not, don't yeah. think about too, too yeah. much yeah. these days but uh, I think Mike we'll wrap it up around that uh, I've actually I've thoroughly enjoyed having you on and that hour has flown past thank you mate brilliant mis- thanks for, for having me for myself as well uh, have you any closing comments or anything else you want to throw yeah. out there while you're here think so look again try and encourage everybody mate, to get out and get at it like and i know it's, it's me being biased like mm-hmm. there's too many people out there think that they can't run they won't run they're not fit to run blah 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 there's loads of people out there in their 40s and 50s they're taking it up now yeah and every single one of them will tell you they wish they were doing it mm-hmm. wish they'd started younger like yeah so if you haven't got a sport or you're not doing sport or then people out there go i'd love to run a marathon someday every single person can do it get out get started if i can help in any way shape or form mm-hmm. if it's only a message to say how will i get started how will i get this how will i get that if it's anything to do with sports massage if it's anything to do with training shoes and give me a yeah. shout anybody like where would be the best place for people to get you instagram uh, it doesn't matter instagram facebook doesn't matter anything at all like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter my phone number's on there if people want to send you a whatsapp whatever yeah. but i want to help and encourage everybody to get out mm-hmm. for your mental state and your physical it's fucking brilliant yeah. so anybody at all wants to get started get at it and any problems or issues I don't know everything but if yeah. I only know more than you I can help you, yeah. you know like I mean? there's even a simple thing like me asking you about here what about shoes and like do yeah. stuff and the next thing I learn your feet can be slumped this way that yeah, way yeah, or yeah. Burger, stuff like so silly like so, so, silly. so fucking silly and that could be the difference in someone training for a week and giving up and not yeah. going back to it like exactly yeah. exactly so I hope this has definitely been something we've a difference for me I have had like fitness people on but they've all been like online coaches and gym people yeah. so having someone on with their own background has been brilliant good stuff uh, thank you some quality stories in there as well that Australia story will stick with me for probably get spread around the pub tonight. Stick with me, that poor crit, that poor wife of mine. God love her. I'll not be telling. I'll not be telling my woman about that. I'll be saying no, no, we've Australia. Nothing ever bad happens. Brilliant. It's be class. Home and away. It'd be class. Have you any? I suppose you're settled now. You have no more travels or anything planned. Have you? No chance. No way. No. Jesus Christ. I'm near thirty-five. Married, mortgage, child, cars, the whole works. Job. Job. And going nowhere. If I get a wee holiday year, I'll be happy. Yeah. Yeah. Where is it? Where would you love to go? Where would we? Oh, we, we, I don't know Look, you'll have to go with my family holidays and all me and Michelle says we'll always love to go back to Australia to take a wee yeah. visit there so maybe when we're married 10 years or something we go back we're yeah. married 6 years this year like, so oh very good congratulations we'll back 10 years we'll, yeah. we'll give it a wee go leave kids at home and all that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very good uh, Mick I appreciate you coming on I hope Hello. everyone's enjoyed if you can go over and check out his Instagram page or if you want reach out anything at all yeah, anything yeah. at all that's what the guys are there for and I've had an absolute blast so thanks again and I'll see you all again in the next one
Cheers, Mike. Thank you very Thank much, much, mate. Thank you.